Welcome to the 242nd. Welcome to my life. Thank you for joining me. Okay, and welcome back. I'm going to try something a little different today. I introduced the world to my wife, who's sitting next to me in our studio. So, say hi to the world. Hello, world. <laughs> okay. Um, like I said in the beginning of the last one, I'm going to venture out and try some new stuff. Listen to other podcasts like Cup of Rad and um, Spit Roast Podcast. And they both... Um, they talk about different things, but it's a husband and a wife, and um, varying, especially movies they talk about, which is a common interest. I am a ridiculously huge movie buff. I think my wife can testify to that. Yes, the collection is ridiculous. But uh, I value—I always value her opinion. I like watching movies with her, and because she kind of gets me. She has different tastes in movies than me, and she. She pulled me into TV shows and movies. Like, she got me into a lot of TV shows, um, like Scrubs, which became one of my favorites. Um, but, you know, we don't have the time or the money a lot of times to go out every weekend and see movies. We have a kiddo, a six-year-old. And so, a lot of things, you know, we, we've seen, two, I think, two things this year in the movies. Hellboy and Endgame, I think. Oh, and Rocket Man, so three things. But a lot of things we get to see on Netflix or when we record stuff off free HBO Weekend or DVDs that we pick up. Um, one we watched earlier, which I want to talk about, is um, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I really liked it. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. We... Uh, we saw Rocket Man before we we saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and they're two totally different types of stories. The way they tell them, um, I, I I like both of them. They're just totally different because one's more of a musical, Rocket Man, you know, because it's got it's produced by Elton John, and uh, he had a lot of say so, I'm sure. And so it got to get it got to get to hold his way, which was brilliant. And it, I don't think it had a big name. Uh, director where Bohemian Rhapsody was done by the rest of Queen, you know and other people who were around which I'm sure had a huge impact but they could tell things from what they saw of, of Freddie Mercury and it, I think it'd be a little different if Freddie was still around to tell his own story my opinion um, I, I personally think Rami M M Malek was an excellent choice I mean, do you have an opinion on? He's the one that played Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. He was, he was a pretty da darn good actor, and he He definitely was very entertaining, and really made you believe that, you know, you were watching the story of Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah, I mean, his to me his facial tics he had, it made me feel like he watched quite a bit of Freddie on tape or something. Just the emotion in his face. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Mr. Robot. And so I've seen a lot of his acting in that. But I think it, he personally took it to a, a whole different level in this movie. Um, I think they made excellent choices for the rest of the band. 
because um, I think Willem Lee, who played Brian May, was excellent as a, um, the guitarist. Sorry. And um, Ben Hardy, who played Roger Taylor, the drummer. I mean, he was... They were very emotional. Even even Joseph Mazzella, who played Deke, or John Deacon, um, he was quite entertaining with his facial tics. As even they quoted him in the movie, Freddie saying, with all your little faces. Um, I... My wife, Wendy, um, she, she caught on to one thing that I didn't catch on to. I had to look it up afterwards. But, we, like I said, we watched Rocketman first. So we got to see Elton and his dealings with John Reed, the agent, music producer. But when he walked into the room with a the group, they introduced John Reed, and, and Wendy pointed out, she's like, that's the guy who kind of screwed over Elton. And, and did all those things to Elton. And it was kind of, you know, and I, I guess Paul Prentice, the one who was trying to do whatever he was with Freddie, was his employee, I think, I guess? Yeah, it was his um, assistant is what he started out as and then manipulated the fact and basically pulled the, the same that John Reed pulled on Elton, pulled on on John Reed and stabbed him in the back to be able to manipulate Freddy. And I thought that was, in a way, kind of, you know, comical that the player got played in that aspect, not that he, not comical that he was able to play Freddy um, and manipulate him and his decisions, but that he was able to at least manipulate John Reed, who in, uh, in Rocket Man, Elton showed his side of it as is how he was the manipulator and and was able to get all the the earnings and stuff the royalties from Elton and he did care to didn't care too much on what happened to Elton when he was struggling and so to me it was kind of like a aha moment yeah it was it's definitely some way to look at it i mean you always hear about stories about music producers taking advantage of women or you know, and stuff like that, and it was different. It almost makes you was it kind of a thing when they could see men who were having their issues, and and maybe they took advantage of that too. I'm not sure. I mean, the 70s and into the 80s was a whole different time. Um, but it was very interesting seeing that. Um, it's the character of Ray Foster, the EMI executive was totally different because I didn't know that was Mike Myers until I looked it up on the on IMDB and and seeing him he was unrecognizable and I thought that was that was pretty cool pretty different and you know like like the people who who wanted to argue about Elton's thing you know he wanted to argue about Queen's musical journey and they wouldn't be anybody and it was a it was kind of funny to see that um, I never knew the history of Freddie as a child or his family. So, you know, it, I like, like Rocket Man and, you know, you get to, you can look it up all these things cause you think, you know, cause you hear their music, but there really wasn't the internet where you could look up stuff back in the day. So getting to know their true story, their origin story of where they came from, you know, um, I've still got a Queen song stuck in my head since we watched this. It just—it's on loop in my head. 
and it, <laughs> it it's it's I really liked the movie. Um, you also pointed out, and I, I can't verify or anything, but at the end when they were doing the Live Aid concert, they had some shots up of people in the rafters upstairs, and you were I'm 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 left wondering because. Like they kind of resemble some of the band members of Queen and yeah, and the guitarist and the drummer. Yeah, so that'd be something because it's not credited on IMDb. IMDb, but it'd be kind of cool if it was if they did work them into the movie like that. Because it was it's a very emotional movie. You you see everything that Freddie went through. I mean, it would have been better if he was alive to tell his story, because I never knew he was that confident, because I didn't know a lot about Freddie. I just knew that I loved, I loved to hear him sing myself. Um, we were talking that, you know, everyone talks about Bohemian Rhapsody, and that wasn't the first song that I remember out of Queen, because we were both, I mean, I think it was released in 76, maybe. So we were too young to you were you were just being born. I was 4 years old. Yeah. So the first song like we were saying was probably We Are the Champions or um We Will Rock We You, will rock you. or um like I said I think I the one that really got me was uh Another One Bites the Dust. Yeah. And then like everything went backwards cuz I liked those and uh I remember running across I think it was at a yard sale. Or it could have been some of my sister's albums. But the Sheer Heart Attack album, which had uh, Stone Cold Crazy and Killer Queen. And Killer Queen's like been my favorite since. And that's the funny thing is Bohemian Rhapsody itself was one of the later songs that I heard when I saw Wayne's World. Which is the same for me. Um, I might have heard it a couple of times before that my you know, parents were very versatile in the music that I heard, but that's not the one that stuck out in my head. Like, um, so I, I might have heard it one or two times, but with Wayne's World, it brought that song back to life when they re—I guess they re-released it according to the end of the movie before, and then Wayne's World put it on their um, soundtrack and movie, and I think that's when it like became so popular again. You know. I think Queen is one of those groups that they can cross generations like that because they're not one-dimensional. You know, so getting to see a movie like this where you hear the story and you see the story and it's not just um, a B-movie on the TV show, on a TV, you know. Um, like I said, I think Rami did an amazing job as Freddy. Every award he won was well-deserved. Uh I I did hear the drama with the director Brian Singer. You know, he was fired 3 weeks before they finished filming it. So, because he wouldn't show up on the set on time and he had had that in his contract that he could be fired if he wasn't present when they wanted him to be present because of other instances where he had left like the cinematographer as the director or assistants as director, and he was getting paid. Like, they said he got paid $40 million to direct this movie. And he didn't even finish it. 
and he get he got I think it was an Emmy, not an Emmy. Um, I don't think it was an Oscar. It was one of the other awards before the Oscars. But he got an award for being best director when he didn't even finish it. You know, and Brian Singer, if anyone reads about him, he's in a world of trouble from what I understand for other issues that he's dealt with. But people know Brian from, you know, he started off his career with The Usual Suspects, which is a brilliant movie. But, you know, then he went to X-Men and a lot of people had problems with X-Men because he would tell people not to read the comic books because he didn't want people to follow the actual history of the X-Men. He wanted to make up stuff, and that's, you know, some people have had issues with that. There's been a lot of ongoing debates with behind-the-scenes stuff. But, uh, I I would like, in a way, because after reading that, I would I really wish, in a way, they had a different director. Because this was a good movie, but I think it could have been better, in my opinion. I mean... We both kind of agree, I think, that Rocket Man was a, a little bit better because it's a totally different. You had more passion, in my opinion, about it. The total. When I sat down in the theater, so for us to watch that, and it started out like a musical, that's not what I was expecting. And I thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? To Why did I pay this much money to go to this movie? And the more we watched it, the more I enjoyed it. And to ha show the passion in that storyline with with um Elton John and to listen to the music and everything it was a different take the way that it was shown nothing that I've ever se seen like that before in, in a what you kind of think of as like a biography of a somebody an artist of some sort so but I actually enjoyed it and between the two that's my I would pick that one first which is a little surprising because what I was expecting Rocket Man to be is pretty much what Queen was. It just had more passion to it. Yeah. Um, and I'll agree with you. Um, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I think they're both good movies. Both outstanding actors. Taron Edgerton transformed himself as much in, in Rocket Man to be Elton. And that's kind of amazing after seeing Kingsman because when they said that, I did not expect that kind of performance. And he was, like, Rami was Freddie, but he was just as much Elton. Correct, yeah. And They both were wonderful actors. And when I watch a movie, I don't see the actor if, if they're good actors. I don't see that he is the actor from... Um, Kingsman. Kingsman, and I don't see that he's the actor from... Mr. Robot? Yeah, Mr. Robot. I don't see that. I see them playing that character. They've sucked me into believing as much as as they can that they are that person because they've done such a great job. And when you tell me that that's the guy from Mr. Robot or that that's the guy from the Kingsman, it's shocking to me because that's not how I see them. And there's only you know, certain actors that can do that, um, that like, like, um, Heath Ledger always looked different to me every time I saw him in something because he was just amazing to me. And, and I believe that they were able to do that. Exactly. That, that to me makes an actor that the people who are on different levels like that, who 
you can see them in different movies, but they're never the same character. You never think they are themselves. You don't actually know the true actor because they've transformed themselves for you, the audience. Yeah. You know, and, you know, some people will will like the movie. Some people won't. Um, I, like I said, I, I like both of them. I enjoy both of them. Um, I enjoy both performances by both lead actors. Uh, like I said, I, I think I think Bohemian Rhapsody was as good as it was. I think it could have been a little bit better because it was told from a different uh, standpoint. I think that was the issue with me because Freddie's not around to tell his story. Um, but I can't fault that because I enjoyed both of them and I'd watch both of them again because each time the music sticks in my head. Well, for me, it just didn't the the music side of it the story of the band which is what I think they were going for was the story of the band because they show them being interviewed and Freddie's strung out on drugs but he they ask about the leader of the band and he said I'm not the leader of the band I'm the lead singer and I think that was what they were trying to get across in the movie um but you don't see too much of of the personal side of it like you do with Elton John. You don't, um, with the Rocket Man movie. And that's where they don't have Freddie Mercury there any longer to be able to sell his side of the story. So it would just be going off of hearsay in a way or people that were there present. And so... I think that's what it's missing is, and, and I appreciate it because Queen is not pretty Mercury. Queen is for people that created that. And I think you see that at that moment when he is strung out and he's getting interviewed and then you see it when he deals with breaking up with a band when he says he's doing the solo, but he has to come back to them because he realizes he, without the arguments, without the fighting, without the family without them giving him a different perspective exactly it doesn't make him as as good of an artist as he is yeah. with them exactly and that is something that i did appreciate of movie, the movie is that that they made it about more the band but it to me they could have just put a little bit more of the personal side of all the band members into the movie a little bit more like you hear that they have their the two of them have families wives and kids but you don't see but their wives for maybe a couple of minutes in the movie and that's it and like when they were writing we will rock you yeah and they got them on the little stage and you're like here clap your hands you know what and this was brian's idea you know and you know or the party went. He invited everyone to his house. Yeah, and they're there for just a second, pretty much. And have an argument, and everyone leaves. Yeah, and then his he he proposes to the love of his life, Mary. But you never see the wedding, uh, even or... a little bleep of a wedding. And all they they go from being engaged to being married. And you don't see that, so you don't see that these people have relationships. You know that they've gone from having groupies on a bus yeah because i um, get they kind of did show that at the beginning there's a lot of groupies at, at the on at the beginning of the movie the groupies and all of a sudden 
they're married with kids. Yeah, in, they've settled in another, down. Um, scene, and it's you miss that part, so you miss that connection, and and I don't think that's what they were going for, but for me, watching what I consider uh, as a story of an artist, like a biography of some sort. I expect to see a little bit of personal side more than just talking about it. Yeah, because you, you did see a little bit more Freddie's personal side than the other guys. The other guys, yeah. I mean, and I, I kind of felt bad for Deke, as I called him, the bassist, because Deke was just Deke. He, they didn't really show a lot of, you know... They didn't ever mention if he was ever married, had kids, if what his what he was doing on the outside. They, you know, really... Yeah. So, what... Like I said, I wanted to try this out, see see how, how my wife liked it, see if she liked talking to me on a podcast. And uh, I think she kind of flourished there. She got she got a little going, and I appreciate that. Thank you, honey. You're and may, maybe we can do this, because I like talking movies. I like talking this, even if they're older movies or whatever. I mean, to me, movies and trying to understand each other is part of the human condition. You know, so we will talk to you later. Hey, bye. Bye. Say bye. Bye.